Welcome to another guest episode on The Guri Show. Tonight we have Rachel McBay, who's a lifelong entrepreneur and the co-owner and designer with Proven Pixel Design Studio, a company she founded to help female entrepreneurs to achieve success in their business through the support of a website that works for them behind the scenes. Rachel lives in Nova Scotia, Canada with her husband and two kids and loves the flexibility that owning her own business provides her family. Today, she's going to share her course creation journey and how she launched a tripwire or a low ticket product and made over $1,000 without being super salesy and pitchy. So let's dive in, guys. If you dream to help more people and have a multiple-figure online business within the next three years by creating and selling online courses, this podcast is for you. Hello, coaches, entrepreneurs, dreamers, visionaries, and business owners. Glad to have you here on The Guri Show, the podcast for new and aspiring online course creators. I'm Gurvinder Kaur, and I'm here to talk about your struggles, desires, thoughts, and your journey. Also, to share with you different marketing and business strategies to speed up your game. Stay tuned and do subscribe to the show. So I'm super excited for this episode because we have Rachel in the room and Rachel is the website designer for female entrepreneurs and course creators. So Rachel, over to you. I want to know how do you help people? How do you help female entrepreneurs and what is it that you exactly do? Mm-hmm. Um, and how was your journey? Like when did you start and where are you right now in your business? Sure. So, um, I'm so excited to be here as well, by the way. Thank you for, um, for chatting to me um, about my, my journey and my experience. So um, as you mentioned, I am a web designer. I specialize in web design for female entrepreneurs, um, more specifically like female service providers and coaches um, in the online space. So my journey uh, with my business started a little over a year ago, so probably about 14 months or so uh, now. Um, and I decided to start my own business because I used to work in the, you know, the corporate world. Um, I had taken time off to raise my two kids and, um, and then I knew I wanted to go back to work, but I didn't want to kind of go back to that corporate world again. So I, um, I decided to start my own business and I went back to a skill that I'd used in the past, which was web design. And then I, um, I decided I wanted to help female entrepreneurs in particular, just because I am one and I know the struggles and I can identify <laughs> as a service provider as well in particular. Um, and so I kind of got into it. I, I took a course myself actually, which is, you know, something that I know education is, is fabulous. And so, yeah. Yeah, and, and the beauty of being able to take online courses is even even better. So I took a course that was really more geared toward like virtual assistants, um, which I knew I didn't want to be, but it, it helped to lay the foundation for my business. So right off the bat, I got a real appreciation for, you know, courses um, in the online space. So um, then I launched my business and I've been growing it ever since. And actually recently, a few months ago, another web designer I know she and I decided to partner together and wow, now I'm that's good news. yeah 
it's super, it's really nice actually to have a business partner. Um, so we founded what's called Proven Pixel Design Studio, which is, um, which is really a company. Yes, it is. It's a company. Um, and, uh, and so certainly, I mean, you can obviously find us online, but we were, you know, able to combine forces and experience and be able to deliver, you know, that much better of not only a design, but an experience for our, our clients and customers. Yeah, that's actually incredible. And I have to share something as well, uh, because, you know, I started my business in 2017. I started learning about this marketing and all in 2017. Uh, but I still, and I'm just totally being honest over here, I still struggle with design. You know, I have tried my hands using like different page builders, but I still struggle. And I think when someone lands on your website, it's super important that you show them the clean and the modern look so that they can read your message. If the design is not clean, your message is never going to be like, you know, like on, like they won't, they won't get what you're trying to say and how do you actually help them? Yeah, so and that's, I still that's struggle with design and I just want to know like how do you like you definitely are working with clients for sure okay. and of course you have an online course but how do you convince clients that you you know design is super important for their business? Yeah so that's such a great question and that's actually something that you know, I speak a lot about whether it's in Facebook groups or presentations, um, even where I live, like I live in Nova Scotia, Canada, my business partner's actually in New York. So it's really kind of cool across borders, but like I, I speak locally as well. And it's all about, for one, people really underestimate what a website can do for them. Yeah. And I think more and more people are becoming aware, but it's not the number one marketing thing that people assume can really make you money and make you money on autopilot. So that's where I love to educate people in particular about what a website really can do for you and what you can easily change about maybe an existing website that you have to actually have it work better for you. So whether that's the design, whether that's, you know, the words on the page, whether it's your branding, like all of the pieces that come together to really make it this incredible machine that can work, you know, behind the scenes for you. And I think that's one thing that not a lot of people realize is, is how important and how valuable it can be to your business. So that's, yeah, that's especially females. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. For whatever reason, (laughs) I don't know, but um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so like, I love this strategy side of it. And I know funnels are obviously a word that are thrown around a lot, but people think of, you know, different landing pages and lead magnets and all of those things. But a website can really funnel people um, to to take a specific action, right? So whether that's purchasing something or booking a call with you or buying, you know, one of your services or packages, like it can, it can really do that for you. It can act as a funnel. So um, I love that strategy side of it. And I love teaching people about how that can work for them. And that's an amazing thing that you said that in a, a website in itself is, sup- is enough for, you know, it's a complete funnel in itself. And yes. so I want to know, like, sometimes people find it difficult to, you know, hire designers, like on a monthly basis to create their landing pages and then the homepage, because we all have different lead magnets. We all have different, you know, sometimes we are doing a webinar of video series. So I want to know more about your course. How does it help female entrepreneurs to actually learn how to do this website designing on their own? 
Yeah. So, so I'll tell you, um, the course, the first course that I did, um, wasn't one related to websites, which sounds really funny, but with, uh, as being a website designer, the one thing I struggle, and I'm sure a lot of course creators, especially if you're in the service industry is you struggle with how can I take a service that's hands-on that I have to invest my time and energy and effort in delivering. How can I change that into a course into something that's slightly more passive, less hands-on. And I really struggled with that when it came to web design because web design is so hands-on, right? Like, all design services yeah. are that way. <laughs> so um, the, the first course that I created was actually one about discovery calls. It was called discovery calls that convert. Um, and I, I was so excited to launch it. I'm still really proud of the course and I've had amazing feedback. And so I used instead a different piece of my business, which was my ability to convert essentially hundred percent of my discovery calls into clients. I had a whole system and process. So I, I designed a course around that and shared that, which um, was really rewarding to me because I was still able to help other entrepreneurs. Um, and so since then though, I, I, since launching my first course, it gave me the perspective as to how to take other knowledge that I have even around web design and use my knowledge rather than using so much the service itself to create a course, right? So um, like I have other courses that are coming out, they're actually just kind of in the, <laughs> the final detail sort of phases, but um, you know, one's around SEO for your website because that's really important and that's one of those things that's often overwhelming or scary or misunderstood. So that one, um, and also one with regards to creating um, like an irresistible opt-in. We know how important lead magnets are for, you know, building our audiences, building our email list. And there's something as well that integrates so well with a website that you can use, you know, you can either um, house it on your website. You can use your website as a funnel for it. Um, all of those things have landing pages for it all built out in your website. So there's that. And um, as well, uh, kind of like a, a basics, like a beginner course to web design. Cause like you said, it's designing and design work is, especially if you're trying to do it yourself and you're not experienced, yeah. it can be really <laughs> overwhelming, right? <laughs> like really overwhelming. <laughs> so yes, you know, I just, yeah. I just mentioned like, you know, I have never been able to like master it. This is one <laughs> skill I've just struggled at, you know? I, yeah. So that's where um, I'm doing a course that's like a, so I use Elementor, which is one of the builders. There's a number of them out there for WordPress. So I use Elementor. That's what I specialize in. And so um, what I've done and my business partner have done is we've created um, website templates that are all done for you, like all the pages you could possibly need, whether you're a coach or a service provider, that you can just put your own content in your own branding, your own photos, and it's then done. Like you can literally launch it in a week. And so that's why we've created these courses to complement that piece right so um yeah we're trying to like it's it's shifting the way you look and think at things and i know you know that when it comes to courses but it, it's it's hard at first to figure out well what what do i have Absolutely. that i could and i just while you were telling this while you were sharing about this you know templates i just yeah. happened to remember that i've tried you know these plug and play play templates and i always mess up why? Because there's, there's, a, there's a certain way that image looks on that template. <laughs> and I'm going to put my own, like, out of the blue, <laughs> a completely messed up image. Not messed up, but like, you know. No, no, but 
different, like different sizes, different, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it, it just changes the entire look of that template. And I'm like, what did I do wrong? I mean, why is now it isn't looking good? <laughs> what, what just changed? Yeah, but you know what, that's where like for us, like one thing that I did a little bit of before my first course that I created was some market research. I, I learned afterwards, I could have done even more market research for sure. But that's one thing for, you know, these courses and in particular, the one that um, partners with the template to walk you through it is doing that market research. Like, where are the gaps? What are people missing? What experiences yeah. have they had before, right? How can we do this better? How can we deliver something that, you know, checks all the boxes and can tell them like, hey, if you're putting in an image and it's a different size, like, here's what you need yeah. to do. Like, <laughs> you just told me. <laughs> so it's really just for, you know, for me, it's like, it's all a learning experience, but it's, um, it's really just touching base with those people who you're creating the course for and really understanding, asking, have those you know, virtual chats with them, have in-person chats with them, ask in groups, right? Like do the, do the market research piece first, which is, a, I think a piece a lot of people don't realize you need to do, yeah. um, or they don't invest enough time in, in doing that piece. And I believe that, you know, if your market research is, you know, like you've really done the exercise and if you've really spent time on it, most of your job is done. Like you are, yes. you are saving so much time and money mm -hmm. I, and it's super so easy, super, yeah. And super easy to actually get that momentum in just one year, you know, otherwise people spend two, three years, they struggle because they haven't done that market research properly. Yeah. And, and I agree. Like I've seen that before. Um, and that's one thing I'm really trying to avoid too, is like where you see people launch courses that, that don't sell either. Right. Because they didn't, they didn't validate whether it was a, was the right offer for the audience they're trying to sell it to. And they didn't really understand what problem they needed solved. Right. So that's something I, you know, is the forefront of, of what we're doing when we're designing out our courses now is really getting in touch with and talking to people and, and doing that, you know, enough research in advance to know, Hey, this is something they want. And this, you know, has everything they need. <laughs> so we just got, a. Uh an incredible tip over here and a device that even if you are not in website niche, even if you are in like, you know, any other kind of niche, you still need to do market research. This is for the listeners, Rachel, not for you. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. We definitely need to do the market research. So my next question is not like a question, but I just want you to share about how was your like launch journey also when did it actually begin? Because course creators kind of start working on their course like day, day one, but then it just takes them so much time, sometimes three months, four months, you know, six months to launch their course. So how was the pre-journey? When did you actually begin? And then how was the like launch journey? And yeah. after that, the post-launch journey. <laughs> yes, because that is such, a, such an important part as well. Absolutely. Um, so I think it took me, because my course, um, I was offering it at a lower price point. That was, you know, my strategy to begin with, right? Especially where's my first course. Um, I didn't want there to be barriers and I knew my audience. So I, I, I was going to be selling at the beginning for $37. But at the same time, I wanted to offer a lot of value for the $37, right? So it yeah. took me about... Um, really to put together all of the materials for it and 
Um, so I guess I did market research for probably about a month in advance. Um, I try not to get stuck in each phase because I know that happens too, right? Where sometimes you, you don't move yeah. any further and <laughs> you just keep spinning your wheels. Um, but I had actually coached a number of people just like for free um, who I'd met online friends and stuff with discovery calls because that was the first course I'd done. So I had coached them. So I went to them and asked them, you know, um, for feedback and input and did my market research online and mostly Facebook groups because that's kind of where, you know, my target market was. So that was about a month. And then it took me about probably, I'd say, two months to put the course together and um, like the sales kind of pages, those pieces, right? So, you know, all of the videos and the PDFs and everything, and then really try to put together the content to have, um, you know, a sales page that would convert, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that took about two months time. And then I actively sold it. I would say for probably about four weeks um, that included in, you know, Facebook groups. I was a guest in other Facebook groups where I was able to, you know, talk about the kind of content of it, give a few tips and things, strategies um, away, and then be able to sell the course at the end. So that was one I had, um, I have a Facebook group of my own. Um, which is unstoppable female entrepreneurs. And so within that, even though I, at the time, I didn't have a very big audience. I believe I had, oh, maybe 200 people, I guess, in the group. Um, I was actively in that group selling it. And then I had an email list of, I want to say maybe like, a hundred <laughs> or something. So it wasn't, you know, a big audience in that sense of the time. Um, but I, I, I just want to add one thing. I just, I just want to add one thing that it doesn't matter if we have a small email list or like, you know, a small Facebook group. If it be, if the audience is super targeted, if they are actually are, you know, prospects are our target audience, even then like the launch can be like super profitable. Yes. I'm, I'm so glad you said that. Cause that is true. Like mine was at a small price point, but, um, I feel like, you know, if I had even half the number of sales that I did at a higher price point, like it, you know, it would have been insane. <laughs> you know, seven, nine, seven or one forty seven or like, yeah, eight. exactly. Yeah. And, and you're right. And because I had my Facebook group was smaller, but I had a really active, dedicated Facebook group. Like, so yeah. they were the, and they were the right people. I purposely had made sure, you know, I was attracting the right kind of um, audience. So yes, I'm so glad you pointed that out because <laughs> I know a lot of people get stuck in that too. Like, yeah. oh, well, I have to have this huge audience. Otherwise, you know, I won't sell anything. And it's not. It's actually super strange that sometimes people take six months, one year to grow their Facebook group and then plan to launch. And in that, in that time period, so many people, so many other people hop into your group and then take away your audience. It's true. <laughs> I have seen that as well. Right? Yeah. And that happens. We cannot stop it. It's not, it's no. not something that we don't do. We, no. <laughs> we also, we, we, you know, participate in other groups, share our knowledge and then bring those people in our Facebook groups. Yeah. So it's it's, true. I suggest that if you have a Facebook group, you should keep on doing launches like not not big launches, but like super like soft launches every three months. Yeah. So that's that's a your good idea. audience stays with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> that's true exactly um so yeah i guess it was about like a month that i was actively promoting it um i had done a challenge uh actually in my group and it was one all around confidence because that related to discovery calls that's a lot of like that's why a lot of people struggle with discovery calls they don't like sales or they don't feel confident in their ability to sell and they get nervous and all these pieces so um i did a confidence challenge that related to that and kind of really sold it on the back end there um I can't remember exactly, I think I could probably do the math, but um, I can't remember exactly how, okay, I was gonna say how many, how many people bought, but I do know like I had that and I had um, sort of like a tripwire on the, on the back end of it for okay. all of the email swipe files that you might need, um, you know, kind of like fall, like before, during and follow up of a discovery call. Um, hmm. And, and it was a four figure launch. So that was really nice. Like that was um, yeah. like, it was, Super know, but it was over a thousand dollars and for you know a 37 dollar um yeah course great number but, then yeah I, I was very happy with that now the piece that i didn't know <laughs> which you had mentioned at the beginning um is i didn't know after this initial launch i didn't know how to keep promoting it right i didn't know when to bring it up again i didn't know how to go about that um and also, I think I didn't understand how, like I come actually, it's kind of funny, I come from a marketing and sales background, but online is very different from not in a way. Okay. And I didn't realize how many times I had to be posting and sharing about it. You, you kind of get this feeling that you're being spammy, but you're not because the algorithm doesn't always show everybody everything and so Absolutely. on. Absolutely, yeah. There was a lot I learned after the fact um, <laughs> of like, okay, <laughs> what do we need to do that I hadn't thought of? It was like, oh, you know, all this build up to this big launch and you launch and it's so exciting and you know, sales are running in and then you're then you're like, now what? <laughs> so that's something um, definitely I, I would recommend. You know, having a, a plan <laughs> after your initial launch, how you're going to keep keep you know drumming up sales i was actually about to ask you like what was the one lesson that you learned because i think first launches always give us like three or four or five lessons you know that oh, yeah. this is in fact every single launch teaches us something or the other so i just wanted to actually about to ask you that what was the one lesson and i think we just got it <laughs> you did <laughs> plan, plan before you <laughs> yes and course create a struggle over here that they know how to even in sometimes you know they know how to actually get people in their funnel but then what to do after that mm -hmm. and it's yeah. super important to keep people in the funnel yes yeah and that's the piece that I didn't uh, know I'd worked so hard on building the audience getting the right people in my audience you know doing the market research putting together a course so on and so forth that I didn't have like the next step I didn't have the next piece that would follow that. I didn't have, you know, the next thing on the value ladder. I didn't, you know, I just, I was missing that whole piece. And so that, like you said, like that is definitely my, my biggest learning um, piece is, and like kind of like the biggest tip for sure is like have that after launch plan. And like you said, you know, keep, how are you going to keep them in the funnel? Like what are you going to offer next or how are you going to, um, you know, continue to market the course that yeah. you launched so yes and how like how much time have passed since then um so i would say that was i'm trying to think when i launched it was last it was last fall so for now it was probably about 
three or four months ago. Um, and to be honest, I didn't actively um, continue to promote the course um, because it was such a good learning experience for me. And I will promote it again at some point, but it was such a good learning experience for me that when I first, as I mentioned, like struggled with how I could take web design and do some form of course or knowledge piece around that, that I really struggled with as a service provider. Um, once I did this course, it kind of just opened the door to say, like it kind of flipped the switch in my head on how to think about what I could offer and provide that would relate to web design. So that's where I'm really focusing on getting those other courses um, out the door launched and having that proper <laughs> plan, not only leading up to the launch, but afterwards that, you know, that ongoing funnel um, in, in place. And then I'll, I'll have that as part of like a, not a course suite, but as part of one of the courses that I, I'll continue to market for sure in the future. <laughs> That's incredible. And how do you, I just want to know like, um, oops, the question just went poof. <laughs> that happens. It does. <laughs> so I want to know like after people join your course, because so many course creators, you know, like I said, you know, they bring in people, but because you're dealing with different kind of individuals and they always have different struggles, you know, they are having, they face different like pain points and all. How do you deal with different students in your course? Yeah. Like if you're offering one-on-one -on -one or a group coaching call. Yeah. So I'll tell you one of the big things about that, that I, that I've learned is to really listen to the differences yeah, of people. That's amazing. And and their different needs and to make note of that. Like I actually keep track of that. I even as far as my like Facebook group goes, which is, you know, really I try to make it so that it's, you know, my ideal audience. I like I upfront ask them in the questions, you know, like what are you struggling with? And it's the same thing people who've taken my course is following up with them. Like what what's missing from the course? Where are they struggling? You know, how best do they learn? What, you know, like to answer those. And then not only that, like I've been able to pull other course ideas um, from them and from my audience by just simply asking. Like, I think that's one thing that we forget to do is to ask. Like, we think we always know what everybody wants. Yeah. But as you mentioned, everybody's different, right? So we need to ask them, <laughs> actively be asking them and engaging with them to, to find out, you know, what can we be doing better? What's missing? What else can I offer that complements what, you know, the course you just mm -hmm. took from me, right? So... That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm actively doing. Yeah, and that's such a great advice you just gave because like you said, you know, pe people don't ask course creators, especially females, <laughs> they don't yeah. ask and they end up losing customers and we never want to lose customers. You know, we just want them to be in the fun. Yeah. So, and sometimes, you know, it's okay to just keep one course but then we should always have an, a backup, you know, like a second course or like a group coaching or a one-on-one -on -one. that should always exist in your plan. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> what? Yep. Oh, go ahead. You were saying something. Oh no, I was just going to say, and like, that is the thing with, um, you know, with the, the more web, web design um, or website related courses is, we offer custom, right? 
um, website design, obviously. And, uh, and then, you know, we'll, we have the templates and we have the sort of semi-custom, but it's always thinking about the journey that they're going to go on, right? So they may take a course from us on SEO, but maybe then the next you know, thing is they have a website that they realize is just not working for them and just needs a complete redesign. So then it's like, you know, are they gonna buy a template next? And always having you know, the next kind of step and service or course um, available for them, right? So, um, so that it can lead, like you said, to a one-on-one, -on -one, which would be more of our, our custom design, right? So it's, yeah. I love that you point that out, like the importance of keeping them in the funnel and really just, again, like the, the whole piece is just understanding their needs and, and delivering something that's going to, you know, solve, solve their problems. Right? Yeah. Uh, so everything till now has been just, you know, looking absolutely perfect. Let's, let's <laughs> just shift the energy and talk about, <laughs> talk a little bit about the vulnerability. And so your struggles, like what, what struggles? Because it's just been like a year or so. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that you are yourself also facing, you know, struggles and different, different kind of mindset issues. Just share one of your, one of your struggle. Yeah. So and the story. Yeah, no, for sure. So um, in particular, I mean, <laughs> This, this has come up a number of times, and I think this is something that everybody relates to, but not enough people talk about, is that, um, that imposter syndrome. I know we hear that word a lot, but I feel like in business, you know, like you have that when you first launch your business, you have that as you continue to grow your business, um, provide, you know, different services, really expand your boundaries. It always comes up. And I know when I was providing like my first course, the discovery calls that convert, um, I, even though I had so many people who I had just shared on the side and helped them out with, you know, their calls. Um, and I, I knew what I was providing was working for them and they would, you know, shout from the rooftops, like, Oh my gosh, you just like helped me land another client and all these things. I still had this internal monologue that would, when I was thinking about creating the course and even starting to create it, that kept saying like, well, who are you to offer a course on this? You know, like, yeah you're not an expert, you know, there's other people out there that know more than you, or there's, you know, people who specialize specifically in this, that, and the next, and it was this like, you know, monologue that you, it's, it's hard to shake. Um, and so I, I love that you pointed out about the, the mental struggles. Cause for me, that really was the biggest, that was the biggest thing. And that comes up, you know, all the time. And it's just, um, it, I always try to reframe it and think about, you know, there's always going to be somebody out there that I can help, right? Like I don't have to be um, 50 steps ahead. I don't have to be 10 steps ahead. I don't even have to be the expert that everybody knows their name as soon as you say, you know, like, oh, I need help with interest or this, that, the next thing. I just have to be someone who knows and can understand where somebody else is and get them from there to from A to B, right? Like know that process that's going to work. So um, that's definitely, that's an ongoing struggle. <laughs> and it's one that I think, again, like a lot of people probably relate to, <laughs> but again, I don't think people talk about it enough. So, so for me, that was, that was huge. And it took a lot of, um, you know, talking to friends and other people who, you know, own businesses in the online space that I knew and connected with. And, uh, it was really helpful. Like I got a lot of encouragement, um, but I still had to work through it on my own, right? <laughs> and, you know, no, tell we myself that story. We have to. Sometimes we do get help. We, I mean, we can ask for help as well. We can connect with life coaches and all, but 
I think most of the work we have to do ourselves. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we really a have life to. Coach, yeah, yeah, go ahead. A life coach can give us tools and resources, but then eventually we have to implement it. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good point. That is true. <laughs> Definitely. So Rachel, it is, you know, incredible that we are discussing all these issues, but let's summarize, let's start, because I am sure that we can go on and on, you know, talking about these things, but we have to keep it like, you know, in 30 to 40 minutes range. So if I ask you to summarize everything that we discussed and give one advice, like something personal, something that you want to share with the new and aspiring uh, online coaches and course creators, female course creators, what would that advice be? Yeah, so um, my biggest advice is to not give up, okay? Um, to tell yourself a different story and push through fear. Um, and that it's okay to ask for help because I don't know why that is, but I feel like, I know people always say, oh, that's men, they don't like to ask for help. But I also feel like women in business don't ask for help often enough. Um, we want to always make it seem like we have it all together and like everything's great and, um, and it's okay to ask for help. And I think that's a really good thing. And so when it comes to a course, right, it's okay to ask for help. If you don't know how to build a course, if you don't know how to market a course, like we're not expected to know those things, right? So ask for help there. If you're, if you're doubting yourself, you're doubting your abilities, talk to somebody who knows you well and knows what you can do, right? It's okay to ask them for help too when you're you know having that moment of like I can't do this I don't know what I'm talking about that kind of thing so so yeah. really like push through fear and and don't be afraid to ask for help because that's you know those were big things that helped me in in my journey for sure and I'm super glad that you mentioned that because so many females out there don't ask for help plus I want to add to that that having a website is <laughs> super important for your business females out there. Yes, <laughs> so, that too. <laughs> if you're looking for any kind of help, custom templates that kind of speak your language and suit your branding, go ahead and connect with Rachel. Rachel, can I get your website link? I mean, can you spell your website name? Yes, sure. So, um, my business is Proven Pixel Design Studio. So um, it's proven, I don't know if you want me to spell it all letters, but it's proven and then pixel, P-I-X-E-L, designs with an S at the end, dot com. And I have a free resource too for either anybody who has an existing website that they feel isn't working for them, you know, to its, its best ability, or if you're just thinking of starting your first website and you're just not really sure how to optimize it. So if you go to that same website address, provenpixeldesigns.com and you do backslash money making, all one word, um, there's an awesome money making checklist there. It's all the must haves that you need for your website um, to, to really have it work for you behind the scenes to make you and your business more money. That's super cool. Yeah. I would definitely <laughs> visit that page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we made sure to my keep web... <laughs> well, we made sure to keep everything as easy as possible too, because I know website stuff can overwhelm. So it's like a simple checklist of so many things you could do today that would literally start making you more money from your website. <laughs> yeah. 
So we are having such an incredible chat, but I would, uh, with a heavy heart, like to end it here. And I'm sure I would definitely want you to come on this podcast, you know, when you're having a second launch or third launch, be a repeat uh, guest. <laughs> that would be awesome. But, I'd be happy to. Yeah. So we want to end this, this episode over here. And if there's anything that you want to share, like one, one word or one statement or one sentence, anything that you want to end up this episode with, go ahead and share that. Sure. So honestly, I just want to say that uh, you can do it. Every woman can be a successful business owner. Um, so don't doubt yourself. Don't, don't doubt your abilities. And seriously, just go for it. You can do it. Super glad to have you here, Rachel. Thank you so much for being such a supportive guest. <laughs> and talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you. Bye-bye.